Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network, where I believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. I can't say what a big day this is for the show. I am fired up. I'm excited. We've got the man, a guy joining the show. I can't say enough about him. I got to give him a the, the best intro I can. So let me see if I can do this right uh, the first time before I introduce him. This guy's a two-time, two-time All-American. He's a Jim Thorpe Award winner. He's a 1987 national champion at the U. He's the number three pick overall in the 1988 NFL Draft. 1992 Lions MVP, a team captain, an all-pro, recorded 772 solo tackles, 14 INTs, 11 fumbles recovered. He's a pro bowler, a fan favorite, a hard hitter. You come across the middle and you don't have your head on a swivel, there's going to be problems, and he's going to let you know about it after. He's an NFL beast, a college football Hall of Famer, Lions legendary safety, the one and only Benny Blades joining Believe in Lions. Benny, how are you? I am doing wonderful, Derek. I am glad to be on the show talking football, better, much more talking about my beloved Detroit Lions. <laughs> Absolutely. Benny, did I do you okay on the intro? Did I hit most of your accolades? I mean, I, I only had so much room, but I mean, you got a lot of things going there. I, I hope I did you right. Uh, look, I, I, t- I tell you what, uh, you, you did me a solid because <laughs> the, 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 the young people, you know, they I, I have to tell them all the time, just go Google me. <laughs> because because when, <laughs> when I tell them, hey, look, I play football. They look at me now. I could be running routes with them, playing defensive back with them. It says, man, where's this old guy come from? So <laughs> you you did me justice in introducing me to the young people because I wanted people to know just because there's salt, you know, on, on the head now, that doesn't mean <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have the passion and the desire to love the game of football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you can say, go Google me, I mean, that's the ultimate uh, thing to tell somebody <laughs> right there. Go, go look me up. And I, and I did, uh, you know, super excited. Like I say, I know the Detroit fans are really excited to hear from you as well as you're one of the beloved players on the Lions. You know, just a guy people remember for your hitting ability, your 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 coverage ability, your your passion for the game. So having you on the show and getting to talk football is just tremendous for the podcast. I've 
been honored and just really great to meet you. You've been really great to me from top to bottom, especially when the one of the first things I said to you was like, Benny, I just want to let you know that uh, Michigan Wolverines are the top rated uh, all wins all time in college football. And Miami is not even the first Miami. <laughs> There's the <laughs> Miami of Ohio is above you. And you let me get away with that. So thank you. <laughs> hey, look. My beloved Hurricanes, just like my beloved Lions, I tell people all the time, we haven't won in a while, but just hold your horses. We're, you know, both programs, my Hurricanes and my Lions, we're going to get back on a winning streak. You know, when you, when you start winning, people love to hate you. That's the thing about winning, especially, you know, being, being a Hurricane, especially in, in South Florida. Every time I go places, I get tired of people saying, Oh my gosh, I can't stand you guys. <laughs> and I, and I tell them all the time because my nephew is, is down in Miami now. And when I go and visit, I look, I, I'm, I don't want to hear anything about, you know, the 80s, the 90s, the, the early 2000s. I want the Miami Hurricanes of today to win. So I believe me, I put a whole lot of pressure on my nephew every time I go and see him. So don't, don't, don't feel bad, Derek. I'm, I'm gonna give a, a there's gonna be a lot of pressure that I'm gonna be putting on you because I'm gonna allow you to talk smack to me only for a little bit, Derek. Okay, only for okay. a little bit because okay. I, I tell people all the time we may not be winning right now, but I did tell you in the last 10 years, Miami products that we've made to the NFL has played more downs than any college team in college football so we look we we may not be winning down there but we're putting people in the pros and they're producing you 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 did happen to mention that you did take a pot shot at the wolverines saying they they won in the 20s and 30s i do remember you saying that as well yeah but but uh, i just want to challenge the listeners as we get going with the show you might have to keep a counter of how many times benny brings up the u the university of miami i mean i even got more sound drops for him if he continues to to pub his school Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. And see, you can play that as much as you want to because I was there when Luther Campbell made that song. So it's okay. That's how, that's how I'm dating myself. That, that's that's in honor to you and your boys there that uh, took home a national title. But Benny, let's get into it. Um, you know, you've, you're coming on the show. You're going to be on here weekly. We, everything um, goes well. Like I said, you've been great to me. You're entertaining. Um, know, you, know the game of football. The Lions fans just want to know sort of both what you've been up to, what do you got to say to them? Like you're back in, in, in the mix on Believe in Lions, B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Uh, what do you got to say to them or maybe just an opening bit now that you're coming back on the scene and we're going to be talking Lions football here on the show? Well, I'm just glad you gave me an opportunity to talk Lions football because down here in South Florida, I have to go to a, a dive bar just to catch a, a Lions game. <laughs> and so I, I may be one of maybe 50 people that love the Lions down here in South Florida. So when you, I, I look, I even ride around with a sticker of the Detroit Lions on, on my truck and people say, oh my gosh, you guys haven't won since the fifties. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you are, you are it, representing. It, uh, I, I'm going to always represent the Detroit Lions. I tell people the Detroit Lions gave me a chance to, you know, to show the whole world. I mean, people talk about those Miami days, but 
the Lions gave me a chance to show a, a, a network of working class people that here's a, here's a guy with a lot of bravado. He's coming in with a, a braggadocious attitude. And just face it, I was used to winning down in Miami. And yeah. so when you come to the Lions, you you have to win over those fans. It's not like you're going to come in, okay, oh, yeah, oh, wow. Okay, Benny Blaze, who's this guy? <laughs> you got to win those. I mean, Detroit is one of those blue-collar, you know, families that they go to work every day. And so they want to see their Lions come to work every day with the lunch pails and the hard hats and ready to strap it up. And, and, and I want to get those people that. And so whether I was hurt, whether I didn't feel good, it didn't matter. You know, it was my job. And so I was going to give the fans every ounce of that, that number 36. Benny, you got me fired up right now. I'm ready to run through a wall for you when you say stuff like that about the city of Detroit. And and like, I think you got the perfect mix. I mean, you're, you're playing the humble card a little bit with me. Like, I'm honored to have you on. It's not the other way around. <laughs> Second of all, we're going to get to the point once we know each other a little better where we're going to have some fun smack talk on this show. I can guarantee that because I can go and I know you can. So we'll have some fun there. And like I say, if you're repping the city of Detroit with that work ethic, that head down mentality, both with this show, your playing career, your your college career, that's that's exactly what the, the fans want to hear. Benny, I put you in that same category with you, Dennis Rodman, uh, McCarty for the Red Wings. These guys that were just, like you said, lunch pail guys, tough guys, showed up, the city rallied behind them, and like no matter what the stats were, what, how many, like you say, playoff wins and whatnot, like you you go down as one of the top names that people will bring up when they talk about Lions football. So that's why, like, I couldn't believe we were just so fired up to get you here on the show. And like I say, you're in that mix of just those legendary players that, um, the, the city and, and the team will never forget, no doubt. And I mean, the name says it all, Benny Blades. I mean, let's go. That's, that's just uh, tremendous. Everything you bring to the table is great. So I just thank you. Uh, today we're going to get into a lot of stuff. We're going to, I want to get Benny's take on kind of, um, training camp, the Detroit Lions are about to head to training camp. We'll talk a little bit about what he thought about camp, what's going on with COVID-19 and all the craziness right now. And then we're going to walk through uh, his career. We're going to start at Piper High School, talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about uh, that university he's mentioned a couple times, the the U, the University of Miami. We'll talk about that. And I'm also going to get his take on the Detroit Lions' current safeties, their top few safeties. I'm going to uh, bounce some things off of him. And, I mean, there's nobody better to go to when you're talking safeties than the, the one and only Benny Blade. So, Benny, you ready to do this? You ready to get into some football talk here? I'm ready for it. Let's, let's, let's talk football now. Benny, first thing off the top, like you hear a lot of players sort of say, oh man, you know, training camp, like, you know, I could just roll out of bed and play, you know, it's just a bunch of running, a bunch of work. Obviously it was a lot harder in your day, uh, training camp than it is nowadays. They got it pretty easy when it comes to no two days and no, no, not a bunch of hitting things like that. How'd you feel about training camp when it was time to report, get back with your teammates, strap it up in, in, the, in the summer heat and get ready for football? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the first two days of training camp is always those pleasantries. Uh, the coaches are glad to see you back. You're glad to see uh, your teammates you haven't seen since uh, a lot of them since many camps because, you know, OTAs you have during the off season, but training camp was that, that, that grind, you know, back then we, <laughs> we used to call them three a days. We had, right. 
uh, a practice. Then you had weightlifting, which they considered a practice, you know, and then you had uh, afternoon practice. And that, that was the grind of the whole season. You know, people didn't realize, you know, they, they just think you go out there and you just throw on a, a, a pair of uh, shoes and a jock strap and some pads and you just go around and just hit people. But there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot, lot, lot back in my day of helmet smashing that we had to do. And so a, a lot of times you, if you made it out of training camp, I mean, you, you were just a, a beast just for doing that because I, I've seen in my nine years there, the first four years, man, I've seen some great guys that should have been on the roster, but because they couldn't survive training camp, they got cut. Right. So, I mean, you, you bring that up to modern day times. I mean, it's, it's nothing against the, the young guys. Cause I tell my nephew, I want to see him succeed. I tell them all the time, man, you couldn't have played back when we played. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, and like I said, no, no knock to these guys, but they, they hurt a, a finger or they, you know, got an ingrown toenail, man, they ain't practicing for a month. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. But you know, that, that's the, that's the era and that's the game that we're in now to where, these guys, you know, their their bodies are their temples, you know, they, they, they say, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's a game. It's a job. So if, if I couldn't right now go to my, my, my boss, you know, I work in the school system and tell her, oh, well, I got a migraine headache today. I, I'm not going to be able to come in. <laughs> She's right. going to say, yeah, okay, I'll see you in, in 15 minutes, Benny. Just turn the light off in your room. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so it's, it sounds to me like you were a guy that, you know, like you say, excited to get back with your teammates. You, you felt probably that what you put on the practice field would translate to the games. I'm sure you were kind of a, a guy that would study as well, probably put some time in, in the film room so that you could uh, make, make fast plays on the field. Like here's a combo question, sort of like, obviously the challenges of right now are crazy. You know, you can't be within six feet of people. Like how are you going to play football and, and drill people and tackle and play physical when, you know, everybody's talking about social distancing, but I just want to know from you, like is preseason needed? Like you guys used to have what six and, and it's been four games for a while, whatever the case may be. Like, yeah, I've always thought four games is crazy because preseason nowadays is like horrible football. Well, and, well but, I, I did tell people all the time, you know, you, it should have never been a four game preseason. I mean, yeah, they'd still do four games preseason, but you really only need two weeks because your starters don't, they don't, they don't play first two weeks. Then they play them a half of right. the third game, you know, or, or they may go into the third quarter and then the next week, they're not going to play because they don't want to get them hurt for the regular season game. So right. the thing is you, you, you might as well, beat them up the first week and have them be off the next week. And then you go into the regular season. And I, and I think that's one of the things they, they've kicked around in this collective bargaining agreement, but going back to what you said, you know, a, a lot of times when you're in training camp, that gives coaches a chance to dissect some of those guys that are on that cusp on that bubble that may, may not get a chance 
to uh, make a roster. And so when, when guys like myself who got drafted high, you know, okay, Benny Blaze, my work ethic was bar none. And I, I'm just, I tell people all the time, I'm going to outwork you because that's just how I am. I, I, I grew up, my dad didn't, didn't take that. You know, he said, if you got a job to do, you better do it 100% or he going to kick your, and nice. that's just how I grew up. Yep. So I, I just knew that every day that I showed up to practice, I'm going to get 100%. And so to the detriment of my body is it, it, why I didn't last as long as I should. But, you know, like I was getting ready to say, a lot of those kids that who are, were, were not a Benny Blades that needed that opportunity during training camp to impress the coaches, that's what you need. I mean, maybe, you know, the NFL can say, well, veteran guys come to training camp, you know, three weeks after, you know, rookies and guys that are on the cusp because those, those guys really need to impress the coaches when you got guys that are six, seven rounders. Right. They coaches right. really need to see what they can do. And right. a lot of those six or seven rounders, you know, they they're vital parts of, of your football team. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Like the uh, the bottom of the roster guys need opportunity, but it, it sounds like you're totally cool with the, the NFL already said they're basically going to go to two games. Um, it could even be zero based on the circumstances. You still think everybody will be able to get up and running and it shouldn't be a big problem. I mean, I always think you kind of need to to play a little bit of game speed, but they usually don't play the top players, like you said. So it's it's a hard one for the fans to watch. But I totally get where you're coming from, from a player perspective of saying, you know, they need to get in there and they need to, uh, you know, put some work in, but it doesn't need to be this four four games extended preseason. No. Hopefully for the future, maybe they'll change that a little bit. Let, let me ask you about impact to rookies. You know, the Lions got a, a really good rookie class coming in. I mean, we got Jeff Okuda, who I'm sure me and you will talk a lot about. Um, cornerback out of Ohio State. The kid's a great kid off the field, a really good ball player on. We got DeAndre Swift, really exciting running back. I think the city's going to love this guy and think he's the the closest thing we've seen sort of since Barry when it comes to the shake and the ability to accelerate, things like that. And you've got a edge rusher, some offensive linemen, and some other skilled players. So do you think the Lions rookies are going to be able to get up to speed with no mini camps, no nothing, just when they show up? Oh, hey, by the way, there's no preseason too. Like, you think we're going to see them maybe slowed once the season and gets rolling no i here is what happens players play and so oh, oh i don't think you have a problem out of okuda because he's, he's played in the big 10 where he's played against some uh some some great talent uh when you see you know deandre swift who played in the sec hey that's probably one of the toughest defensive uh, conferences that you're, you're going to find. And so I don't think you'll have a problem out of those two guys. And you talk about our, our, our edge rusher. Hey, you know, if you, if you got that, that motor, like the Bosa boys, then you, you, you should be ready to go at all times. And so I, I think going into uh, the season, our, our rookies, you know, the first two or three weeks, they're going to have some, some growing pains. And I, and I want the fans to understand that, you know, we, we're, we're, we're in difficult times right now 
those, those guys haven't had the opportunity to go to OTAs when they, right after they get drafted and meet some of the you know veteran guys and go through some practices and stuff like that. And so they're, they're going to be behind the curve drastically. And so we have to understand that if we don't give these guys some leeway and some making some rookie mistakes, then these, these, these those guys could go in the tank real, real quick. I mean, I've, I've seen it happen over my 10 year career to where a guy can come in. He could be the hottest thing that's out there on the market. And next thing you know, he has a, a bad rookie season and his whole career is tanked. Right. So I, I just I just want the fans to make sure that they just give these young kids a, a little bit of you know latitude and flexibility. Yeah, I think it's a good point. You're going to have to be a little bit patient. The NFL nowadays, you know, there isn't much patience. You got to get up and rolling and be out there making plays. So I'm really excited about the draft class, but I do know it usually takes time and it might take more time based on this off season, how, how awkward and different it's been and, and hopefully everything gets cleared up. So here's my big question for you, Benny. Uh, we're about to take our break, get our sponsors in here, and then we're gonna come back, talk about your, your high school, your college career, um, talk about some other things and then uh, get your thoughts on the current safeties. I got some things I want to bounce off you about that, but Benny blades, will we have football this year will it be delayed will there be less games or will we just have the season like normal with a lot of other hoops for players to jump through because of uh, COVID-19 well be, because the uh, the NFL contract with TV I've, I've tossed this around with a lot of my buddies you know there there's going to be some form of football right now we don't know what form that's going to take right now I tell people even if the NFL says, okay, look, the Detroit Lions, you're only going to play your central, your, your, your NFC central division foes. That's who you're going to play. And we're going to spread in maybe three or four other teams to make, you know, maybe a eight, nine game season. So that way we can have a playoff and we can have a Super Bowl. But football is not going to be what we're used to. You know, I, I don't know how the four field is going to try to get 80,000 people you know, stacked in the four field. You know, maybe, you know, the NFL could say, well, let them have 20,000. But we got to give sports fans a chance to cheer for their teams. And right now, I just don't know how that's going to look. But I do know there's going to be some form of football, especially at the collegiate and the NFL level. There's going to be some football played. Good stuff there. I really hope there is. I'm with you. The TV contracts, money talks in the NFL, especially, you know, college might be a little bit of a different game, but I'm, I'm right there with you on that as well. I also let you get away with NFC Central. It's the North now, Benny, the NFC oh. North. I gotta, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be the new school. I'm gonna have to get you up yeah, to the yeah, current yeah. Lions team. You're, you're gonna tell, you're gonna tell me the throwback stories. Yeah, because look, when I look, last time I played, we were we were in the NFC Central, so I am sorry, it's the North now. No, absolutely, uh, great stuff <laughs> off the top. Re really excited, like I say, to have uh, the one and only Benny Blades on the show right here on Believe in Lions. We'll go ahead, and take our break, get our sponsors in here, and we'll come back and talk about his career and uh, talk some current Lions uh, topics as well. I know people are interested to hear his, his thoughts on that. So, everybody, we'll be right back. What's going on, Believe in Lions listeners? Now, I got a question for you. 
What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. That's exactly the type of system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Head to simplysafe.com/team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/team. It feels good to fear less. Detroit Lions fans, believe B L E A V and Lions fans, we are back after the break. Thank you so much for listening. This is a tremendous show. It's the first show having Benny Blades join the program and uh, just a great uh, bunch of anecdotes and things he had to say about the team, the current situation in the NFL. Lots of great things to say. The Lions fans had me all fired up talking about lunch pail and going to work and all this stuff that we're about here in the state of Michigan, the city of Detroit. So, um, you know, re- really great stuff there. Uh, please hit that subscribe button on uh, your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, TuneIn, Stitcher, all types of uh, places you can find us. Uh, please be sure to share this with another Lions fan. Uh, you guys have been hearing me for the past six months with some guests on here talking Lions football, but um, to be able to have a guy like Benny Blades on now, please make sure you share this. We're going to have some fun shows as we get rolling here. So, Benny, let's dive right into it. Uh, I want to pitch this to you, uh, Piper High School in the in the state of Florida. I mean, first question for you, without getting into all your accolades in high school, like I just wanted to know when and how did you fall in love with the game of football? I didn't fall in love with the game of football. It it was probably it wasn't high school, it wasn't youth league football. I didn't fall in love with the game until I came back my junior year at the University of Miami from the Bob Hope show. Oh, wow. And Bob Hope said something to me that made me really love the game of football. He said, kid, I don't know if he told us to everybody, but I, I, I took it to heart. He said, kid, you're going to be special in this game. Keep giving them hell. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm so maybe maybe I can be good at this game, but you know, look for me, it it started uh, down here in in South Florida. I, I was playing youth league football for the West Lauderdale Tigers, and now I am the president of the West Lauderdale Tigers, aka oh, the Western nice. Tigers. And so I've I've come back and I've given my time and my energy into helping other young kids to develop their dreams of playing uh, football. But, you know, you, like you said, when I left Piper High School, and I always like to tell people this story, myself, my brother Brian, even Michael Irvin went to Piper High School, okay? We couldn't beat anybody at <laughs> Piper High School. We were, we were four and six with three NFL, all pro, pro bowlers. <laughs> we couldn't beat anybody. That's how much the talent level is down here. People always say, oh, my gosh. You will say, I said, look, you got to develop uh, uh, some tough skin and a big ego 
playing in South Florida because if you don't know who you are as a young man and develop that bravado of saying, hey, I'm going to be the best thing out here, you, 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 won't, you won't survive South Florida. You, you really won't. And so when I left Piper High School, and I wouldn't even recognize as a football player at Piper High School. I was recognized as a track guy. <laughs> nice. Believe me, yeah, believe that or not, I was a track guy. You know, here, here, I, here, I, here I am, six foot, two hundred and twelve pounds, and I was running a four hundred meter dash. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, that, that's so interesting to hear because I know one of the first things you told me was uh, you said, "Man, I really want to reach the youth. I hope we can uh, reach the the new Lions fans." And I'm working with youth at my school, so to know that you're you're coaching ball, you're you're at a school like giving back, like you say, is, is tremendous. It's it's fun to hear that it it was that kind of late in your college career before you really uh, you know connected totally with the game. I mean, I guess my next question was a little bit more kind of when did you realize you could play at a high level and when i say that i think i did remember hearing that you uh you were more into a track or more of a track uh star yeah. to begin so that probably told you that you can you can run and then when they put you on the football field like was there a point where where you i mean it sounds like your team wasn't very good around you obviously you had a couple really good guys that would develop into ball players but was, was there a time early on where it was kind of like man i'm i'm gonna put a, a lot of work into this and and like you say try to be great to me, I, I don't. I, I I was always pushed to, like I said earlier, to matter what it, whatever you got into, whether it was basketball. My my dad let us play just about every sport there was. I was a baseball player, basketball player, track runner, football. I did them all, and so the development of football came late to me because I mean it wasn't something that I really loved. It was something I was good at. And so when I went to the Olympic trials in 84 and when you're 200 and some pounds trying to run against guys in the 400 meters and they're 160, 107 pounds, I said, well, maybe I, I, I better think about this football thing and, you know, a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I had gotten a, a football offer from the university of Miami. And the only reason I, I, I tell people and I smile and I laugh about it today. The only reason I got that offer is because my brother Brian was down at the University of Miami at the time. I mean, I wanted to go to Michigan and I wanted to go to Michigan in the worst way because I just wanted to get out of South Florida. And so when those guys from uh, the University of Miami, they came down to my track meet and I was like, man, I ain't going to Miami. And boy, they gave me a look. They said, we're going <laughs> to kick your butt every time we see you if you don't go to Miami. And then... <laughs> And so that, that was a turning point for me. And so when I got down to Miami, Jimmy Johnson helped me become a great safety because they moved me from, I was recruited as an athlete because I played quarterback and running back and kick return and all of that. And he said, no, I'm, I'm going to move you to safety. I don't know anything about being a safety Benny, I hate to jump in on you. You're way ahead of us. We're, we're still at Piper High School for a second. We, we got to get to the, <laughs> the Jimmy Johnson. We got to get to the U. I got to tee you up. Just give me a second here. So I, I'm I did, sorry. You answered some of the questions, but I wanted to know what positions did you play in high school? Because if you're big and fast, I mean, that's great for a safety, but I bet you played a lot of positions or other positions when you were there. I want to know a little bit about that before we get to the U again. Okay, okay. Before I got to play the Look. music again. 
<laughs> All right. See, you like to play that music. No, at, at, at Piper, it, my sophomore year, I was a corner. Everybody was, ah, who is this kid? You know, that's Brian's brother. You know, ah, we'll, we'll let him, you know, be on the team. I was like, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show you guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm like you said, I'm big, I'm fast, and I was physical. And so, playing corner my sophomore year, the next year, as a junior, I don't know why. All of a sudden, you know, we didn't have a quarterback. The coaches said. Hey, Blades, get over here. And I thought they was talking about Brian. <laughs> but they made me play quarterback, okay? Oh, and boy. I was playing, and I was still playing corner. And I was like, and then I had to become the punt returner and the kick returner. <laughs> so Man, you're that, all over the field. Yeah. That, that, that junior year is like, okay, you're not going to leave the field. And so when everybody left, Michael Irvin went over to St. Thomas. Brian went off to the University of Miami. And, um... We had a couple other guys that were, that were pretty decent, and they left. And so my senior year, it, everybody around the country knew, and especially in the county, Piper High School was the Benny Blaze show. I would get the ball from the quarterback, <laughs> Benny left, Benny right, Benny up the middle. <laughs> so everybody knew I was going to touch the ball 30, 40 times a game. You know? now, now, Benny, are you throwing passes or are you just looking and then taking off with your speed? No, I'm look, I'm just, I'm using the speed that God gave me and I'm <laughs> running to daylight. Okay. I didn't know if that throwing, I was going to ask you earlier how that jump shot is. You say you play some basketball. I want to know how that jumper's looking these days. Uh, no, 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 no. I play basketball only because the coach, I, like I said, I was only six foot tall. And so we had guys that were on the basketball team, six, three, six, four. I would out jump all of them. I would take one step and dunk the ball backwards. It, it didn't matter. I mean, and coach says, you ever thought about playing basketball? I says, coach, I, I'm, I don't play basketball. I'm a football track guy. He says, I can, I can use you. So I was that enforcer, just like you would. If, if I were playing hockey, I would be the enforcer. Yeah. yeah I ain't right. trying to score no points. All I'm trying to do is beat you up. Oh man, I love it. That's uh, that, that that fits your on-field uh, football personality as well. But let's let's get to this because this is something you started talking about that I actually had uh, written down. That I want to ask you about. So uh, before picking the you, before you made that decision, I I I heard this and then you told me a little bit about it. Like tell the people about um, Bo Schembechler getting his hands on you and wanting you to come play for the Michigan Wolverines and you having to make that decision between coming to the state of Michigan way before the Lions even either knew your name or knew you'd be on the team, but then deciding to stay in your home uh, of, of South Florida there and playing for the Hurricanes. T tell, tell the people uh, a little bit about that. That's a great one. Yeah, like I was getting ready to say, because uh, growing up here in uh, South Florida, I always wanted to get away from South Florida. And so I just happened to be watching the Michigan Wolverines play one day and Anthony Carter. I, I found out later that he was from West Palm beach. He just excited me about going to Michigan. And, and I just loved the cool and calmness of Bo Schimbeckler on the sideline. To me, he got the best out of all of his players. And so I was like, man, I want to go and play for that guy right there. I'm going up <laughs> to Michigan. I'm going to be a Michigan Wolverine. I don't care what anybody says. 
I'm going to be a Wolverine. And so, like I said earlier, my brother had already signed with the University of Miami. I ain't going down there. I see you guys all the time. I grew up with half of you guys. I don't want to see you guys anymore. Right. And so when my senior year came and it was time for me to, to run my last and final race at the state track meet, all those guys came up from the University of Miami and they said, hey, you coming to Miami, right? And my brother was sitting there like, man, I ain't got nothing to do with that. They're going to kick your butt if you don't come to Miami. And I was like, ah, I, I think about it. I think about it. When I won the race, and that that's kind of one of the things besides the fact that, well, let me, let me, those guys gave me the biggest love appreciation. You know what I mean? And it felt like family because a lot of those guys, like Jerome Brown, he's from Brooksville, Florida. He didn't know me. He gave me so much love and, and appreciation for winning the race. And I, that I was like, man, okay. You know, maybe there's a little bit of love there. And then I got recruited in the dead of December <laughs> to come to Michigan. <laughs> you, you, you talking about a kid from South Florida? I had never seen snow. I mean, I saw flakes. I saw flakes of snow, but I never seen snow that stuck to the ground. And you bring me up there in a, in a in a dead of December, and you bring me to, you know, the hollow grounds of Ann Arbor Field, and I was like the big house. <laughs> I'm sitting in the middle of the big house. And they put up on the thing, welcome to Ann Arbor, Benny Blaze. And I'm like, dude, it is cold as freak out here. Man, I don't care how much y'all put my name up on that big screen. I'm going back to South Florida and never to return. So, so Benny, this is the question. Like, are you playing up here or or was that that was a deal breaker? You were done. It was it was Florida. That was the thing that that that, that made it right there. No, like I say, I, I I think if they would have brought me in, you know what I mean, when the weather was a lot better, it, it would have been a really, 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 really tough decision for me, you know, not going to Miami, going to Michigan, not going to Miami. It would have made the decision a whole lot tougher. But when you bring a, a South Florida kid in, that's why I, I tell people all the time, that's why I had a tough time my first year in Detroit because – we don't get snow down here. When you guys have 20 degrees up there, we're still 80. <laughs> yeah. In, in, incredible so. that the, the, the weather was such an issue. We lost out on such a good uh, college player because of the weather. It's unbelievable. Benny, let's, let's keep this rolling. I want to get to the U. I mean, I didn't want to hold you back, but I did just want to get some of those early years. So, I mean, before we talk about it, we might as well get you hype again real quick. So you are heading to the U. You are going down there and you probably didn't know coming in as a freshman. And I, I'm curious what you felt like as a freshman, but I mean, everybody knows that's when they were incredible uh, NFL players, top to bottom, just a whole bunch of, of ball players. Like I'm curious a little bit on just some of your favorite teammates experiences and me on me and just that whole, uh, you know, coming from a freshman, probably coming in and, and being a little bit uh, on the back of the roster, but soon enough, man, you were the centerpiece of that defense. Well, it was a really, 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 I'm going to say it again, really <laughs> rocky start uh, going down to the University of Miami because I, I wasn't 
their favorite. I was nobody's. I mean, like I said, I, I got a offer because of my brother. And so the uh, defensive coaches that were there, you know, they just point blank told me as long as they, as long as I'm here, kid, you'll never play for the university of Miami. And I was like, man, I made the wrong choice. Why am I even here? Hmm. And so that, that was right when Howard Snellenberger had left to go and try his hand at the USFL and in comes, you know, the guy who changed my whole career. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. And uh, that spring, Jimmy said, I tell you what, I'm going to move you from corner to safety. And he says, you're going to be my leader of this defense. We're going to go as a defense according to how you play. Now, like I said, coming from coaches that had, had been telling me that they, I would never play while they were there to a head coach having that much confidence in me, telling me he's going to make me his starting safety and I'm going to be the leader of his defense. For, for a young kid, and at the time I was only 17, I was like, man, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's incredible. <laughs> I, I was I was I was just really you know what I mean in awe of Jimmy because he saw something in in me because he, he tells me now because we get together you know all the time now he saw size speed and aggression that he's never seen at any safety that he's ever coached throughout his career and I was like. Coach, I, I didn't I didn't see that back then. You know what I mean? Right. All I saw was a kid that was trying to do anything to get on the field. And so right. at a couple of the practices, it didn't matter who it was. I even knocked my brother out one practice. It didn't matter. You know, I just <laughs> well, that, 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 that had to feel good for you. But like you say, Jimmy Johnson is a guy who uh he's a visionary, always could could kind of see ahead of the game and always made great player prospect acquisitions. So I'm sure he saw your work ethic, your grit, your speed and, and physical mentality and just loved that right off, right off the bat, no doubt about it. But that's cool how you went from, you know, getting beat up by coaches and act, they didn't have any confidence in you to now all of a sudden you were going to be the centerpiece of the defense. Benny, I want to play this quick clip for you from the uh, documentary where you're talking about practice habits, your teammates, and kind of how you earn that respect on the field. So give this a listen. And then I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it after the fact. Here we go. Okay. Anytime I had to line up against a Michael Irvin, a Brett Perriman, a Brian Blaze, Alfredo Roberts, Charlie Henry, all of those guys went to the National Football League at their respective position. And believe me, we used to beat the crap out of each other in practice. And so it made Saturdays that much more fun. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I think it's a tremendous quote, and like that was one of your big things you told me, like, the you puts people in the pros and that's what you had come to at that point where you're looking around, seeing all these pro prospects and earn it on the field. And I think respect is a big thing for you. You've talked about it already. And I think you not only played with respect, but you did earn it from your opponents, your teammates, everybody. So just talk to that, uh, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that was the number one word that we as a brotherhood down at Miami and we soon developed that 
as as lion players respect respect is not something that's handed to you respect is something that you earn and i tell people all the time just because you walk in the front door and you want people to respect you no you have to earn their respect and so when we went out on we, we green tree field that's what we used to call it when we went there every practice down at miami it didn't matter you know we all we all knew that we were destined to go to the national football league i mean we would beat the crap out of each other you know and so when you left the field you would dap each other up and say much respect man you know that, that that's that love because when you played against a Notre Dame, you played against a Florida or Florida State, those guys couldn't even touch, you know, even have, have a, a candle in their hand to any of the guys that we went against in practice. And so when you got respect from the guys in practice, you knew, I mean, hey, Saturday, man, I don't even see you. But this guy right here, he gave me his all and we beat each other up during the week. So who are you to come out even on your own field and say you're going to walk in your stadium and you want me to respect you? No, nah, bro. That's something that's got to be earned. And so and that's, the, that's just the way we felt. And so that's that's tremendous. That's uh, great to hear. I mean, I'm going to have to put in some work, Benny, to try to earn your respect. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I want your respect and uh, much respect for doing this podcast. And like I say, that's just uh, that's such a great you know view. And I'm sure you share that with the youth and stuff uh, as you get coaching and whatnot. Um, I, I want to talk about that national championship year. I want to get just some of your your basic memories of man, you you climbed your way up, like I say, a couple uh a couple, um, you know, uh, what was it? You, uh, you won the Thorpe award, you know, you, you've got a couple, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, what am I looking for? Almost all Americans there, but here you are in, in 87 and the whole team puts it together. You got talent top to bottom and you win that national title. Like, just talk to me a little bit about what that was like reaching the highest level of college football. Like you say, with your brothers, with that team that was just talented, but also put in the work and earned the respect of their opponents, talked some junk, had a lot of swag, no doubt about it, but earned it. And, uh, nobody, nobody was better that year. How, how was that? Uh, well, I'll tell you season? what, see what I when we talk about the 87 team, we always have to go back to the 86 team. Okay. Because in 1986, we had a perfect season, 10 yep. and 0. We were cocky. We thought, you know, well, it didn't matter. We <laughs> just throw our cliques out on the field and we, you know, a subpar Penn State team, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't beat us. Yep. But that, that's not what happened that night. Defensively, we played the game of our lives. I mean, they had less than 150 yards total offense. But we you know we all know when you're playing the game of football, it's a team sport. And so we earn respect, but the team didn't earn respect because all three phases didn't come to play. And so when we went into that 87 season and we were all seniors, I'll, I'll never forget this. I get, I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. <laughs> we once again had a perfect season. We 
lined up against the best of the best that whole season. Perfect. 10 and 0. Melvin Bratton walked into the locker room. He said, we will not leave this locker room with the same feeling we had in January because we had lost to Penn State. We had forgot in order to gain somebody respect, you got to take that respect. And we went out and we played an Oklahoma team that that they they figured because we played them early in the year <clears throat> that ah, that was a fluke. We're still the best team in the country. And they were coming to our house and was, you ain't going to spank me. And then, <laughs> not in my house. And I, and I, I tell people that right now to this day. You know, no, you ain't going to come in my house and spank me and just beat me up and just talk crap to me. Now, that's not what you're going to do. You know, you're going right. to you you leave here missing a limb or something. And so we went out that night and we just beat the living crap out of them. You know, people always say, man, the way y'all beat them, the score didn't, didn't dictate or even show the way you guys beat them up that night. I mean, we beat them from top to bottom in all three phases because we just knew they were going to respect us when they left, when they left the Orange Bowl field that night. And so to end your college career like that, and I, I go back and I tell people all the time, I lost four games my freshman year. I lost one game my sophomore year. I lost the championship game my junior year, and I went undefeated. I said that was one hell of a college career that I had, and I, I don't think there's very many people can say they went perfect in, in their you know four years of college. Yeah, that that's uh, that's really cool how you put that because like you say, it, it took you falling a little short and kind of getting upended that previous year for all you guys to circle back and say, that's not happening again. Um, we're going to get this done. And like you said, you definitely did at a high level. It's legendary. They're making documentaries about it. And uh, the people will never forget that team um, and, and the you. All, that's all you got to say. And people know what you're talking about. So, Benny, let me let me ask you this. I mean, you've had this great college career. Like you say, kind of on that upper, upward trajectory of just each year getting better. Your role's growing. You're a top player. You've won all these awards. Now you got an, a natty, a national title under your belt. I mean, the decision is to go to the National Football League now. And, and it went something like this. With the number three pick in the 1988 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select... Benny Blades, <laughs> Benny Blades, University of Miami. You got to come up to the podium. I don't uh, the way they did it. Back no, no, then, no, no. Actually, I, look. Or were you at home? I, I, yeah, I, I told you a little bit about who my dad was, right. and uh, and to the day he, yeah. he left this earth, he he would tell you, "I am the head of the Blades family, and what I say goes." And we we didn't argue with him because he was right. If he, you, you, you never argue with the head. And so when I got a chance to go to New York, I was like, uh-uh. my dad said, I'm going to be home at the house with everybody else, you know, because my brother was being drafted that same year. And so I, I didn't think I was going to go in the top 10. I mean, I had <laughs> flown out. The, 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 the first pick of the draft was Atlanta and Atlanta was looking for a defensive end. The second pick in the draft 
or the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Kansas City flew me out. The Raiders flew me out. I went and took all the, you know, different, you know, Baptist and concussion protocol tests and all of the things they test you on back then. And so I was like, okay, you know, I, I know I'm not going to Kansas City. You know, they're looking for defense alignment as, as well. Wayne Fonts comes down. He he was the he he was the uh, defensive coordinator at the time for the Detroit Lions. He comes down to Miami. He comes by the University of Miami Sports uh, Complex. We talked for about maybe 10, 15 minutes. He didn't give me a workout. He didn't do anything. Just talked to me for a little bit. And he says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll see you on draft day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was wow. like, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Everybody else has worked me out. <laughs> I've done everything up under the sun for these other teams. Wayne just comes down. He talks to me, like I said, for about 10, 15 minutes. He said, I'll see you on draft day. You know, and so wow. that's why I, I, I really didn't think when that whole ding, 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 ding went off, the Detroit Lions pick, and I was like, oh, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> the guy didn't even talk to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Benny, let's do this. Like, that is a tremendous spot to stop. Like, I want to tease the people because this is Believe in Lions. We're going to be talking Lions all year. Football's a couple weeks away from training camp. Then we'll be talking about games and before you know it. But I think we need to end there and let the people say, you got to come back next week to hear – what happened after that name was called? Benny's now going to Detroit. I'm thankful that the Lions didn't bring him up for a workout because you know it would have been snowing and he's probably not uh, <laughs> wanting to come. But they, Fonts was smart enough to just say, I'll see you. They, they, they take him and he becomes a legend. So, Benny, we've been rapping for about an hour. This is our first show. We've had a couple discussions uh, before this, but I think this has went great. I think if it's okay with you, I'd like to end it right there for this show and then have okay. everybody come back to hear your Lions story. I even want to bump the safeties uh, to next week or, or a, a couple shows away because I know that's going to take us a while to go through those with all your expertise and your thoughts on the position and what the Lions uh, need as well as I'll give you some insight on the players as I see it because I love this football team and I think they are headed in the right direction. So how about we do that? How about we tell the people you got to come back next week on Believe in Lions to hear about Benny's career in Detroit. How about that? All right, definitely come back and stay tuned for next week's show because we believe in the Lions. That's B-L-E-A-V. We believe in the Lions. Come on back next week and talk shop with my your host, Benny Blaze and Derek. I don't even need to say anything more. Benny's now hosting the show. He's the star of the show. I mean, all I got to say is thank you guys so much for listening right here. As he said, I'm believing lions. We're coming back next week. We're going to be here every Thursday morning for you talking lions, hearing Benny's stories. Obviously he's got tons of great ones. We'll be doing this all season long. So thank you guys for support. We'll catch you next week right here on believe in lions. Take care, everybody. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm going to darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.